celebrating our beloved women of the UAE. It's Emirati Women's Day. Only on Pulse 95. Emirati Women. Emirati Women. Emirati Women. Hello and welcome back onto the Morning Majlis. A very important uh, celebration and an important occasion that we are uh, celebrating today on the program is Emirati Women's Day. And to celebrate that alongside, uh, we've got our two wonderful guests, mm. which include Jennifer Blandos, who is the founder of Female Fusion, an international speaker, business strategist and advisor to, to UN Women in the UAE. Very good morning to you, Jennifer. Good morning. Well, great to hear from you. And we're also joined by another uh, pioneer in uh, for, for amongst the Emirati women and a, a motivational speaker herself, a podcaster, as well as a senior air traffic control officer, uh, Jahaina Al-Mahiri. A very good morning to you, Jahaina. Good morning. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum And uh, happy Emirati Women's Day to both our guests as well. Thank, Thank you. you so much. In advance, yes, we're celebrating <laughs> yeah. it on Monday, uh, on Sunday rather. So, uh, so let's start off with uh, Jahaina first. Jahaina, um, uh, talk to us about uh, the significance of Emirati Women's Day for you personally, and being in such a uh, an interesting job as well. Um, so Emirati Women's Day, of course, is such an important day to celebrate. Um, we have started celebrating from the year 2015. Uh, thanks to the mother of our nation, Her Highness Sheikha Fatma. So that's an important thing that we've been doing. And every year we are celebrating women and more and more women are coming together and people are learning about all the things we have been doing. But we've been present and doing our part to grow with the nation from the very beginning. So it's nice to finally be out there and put ourselves out on social media the way that we are, um, learning about the different roles that Emirati women are in, and air traffic control as well. There are women doing air traffic control that are Emirati, and we're definitely growing in numbers. So it's nice to be able to spread the awareness about the role and the Emirati women doing such a niche field within their aviation. And uh, Johanna, can you please comment on the willingness of women to pursue entrepreneurial roles over the last few years and how it's been? Uh, well, so for me personally, I'm not an entrepreneur. I am an aviator um, to start with. But based on observation, I've noticed many pandemic passions have turned into businesses. Mm. And of course, this is a follow-up for Jen. So yesterday I was pleasantly surprised and I felt so welcome when I was part of Female Fusion as one of the panelists. Mm -hmm. And I saw over a hundred women come together and all of these women had businesses and are working together. And as Jen says, it's collaboration instead of competition. It was so refreshing. So I feel this question is definitely there written for Jen yeah. Um, yeah. more than it is for me. Jen, what do you think about that? Um, absolutely. I mean, especially since the pandemic, we have seen so many more women take their passions and turn them into businesses. Mm. And, you know, in the UAE, more than 50% of small businesses are owned by women. And so that's really refreshing as well to see how many women are setting up businesses. And that that's our role basically here in the UAE is we are here every step of the journey for women business owners. And we're, we're basically um, 
a, a community. And we're almost sort of feeling like we're a bit of a movement now as well, because as we have been in business for more than two years now, that we see how far women have gone with their businesses. And as a result of the support that they've had from Female Fusion, that they've really grown and scaled their businesses. Mm-hmm. I'd like to touch upon that as well, because yesterday you, you hosted this, ev- this event where you had uh, you know, at least four to five panelists and so many success stories coming together and was a big gathering from mm-hmm. what I just saw from uh, the social media. Uh, if, Jen, if you can elaborate in terms of how the community is coming together and really celebrating it and how did the event go yesterday as well? Well, um, the event was amazing. Mm. Uh, we had over 100 women attending and we had five Emirati women panelists. And it was a mixture of Emirati women who were business owners and also pioneers within the UAE. And that was something that was really important for us to celebrate. And as Jahena mentioned at the beginning, we've been celebrating Emirati Women's Day since 2015 as as a country. And one of the things that is the theme this year for Emirati Women's Day is the whole idea of sustainability. And not just sustainability from in environmental perspective, but also sustainability in the nation and for women and growing. And one of the things that they've said this year that is a priority is that in the future, they want to see every single role in this country done by women just as much as it is by men. So very much looking at at equality. That's great. Uh, This question is for Johanna. You're not just an Emirati TEDx motivational speaker and a podcaster, but you just happen to be the youngest woman and second Emirati woman to ever uh, successfully complete air traffic control training at Area Control Center in Abu Dhabi. So I would like to ask you, why did you opt to become an air traffic controller? What was so special about that? Um, So to be honest, it was more about necessity for me to provide for my family. And that was my main motivating factor. I had to grow up overnight. And um, it definitely made me strong enough to be able to handle such a stressful and massive role like air traffic control. So um, I had to financially provide for my mother and two younger sisters. And in order for me to be able to do that, I was looking into different jobs that would be able to pay me quite well in order to be able to support this many people and uh, continue my two younger sisters' education as well. So. I was looking online and uh, Emirati, alhamdulillah, we're blessed to have programs that pay you while they train you. And at the end, you're guaranteed a job. Mm. And uh, with that, there's a big salary bump as well, depending on the field. So air traffic control was the one that needed me to speak English. And being mixed race, half Emirati, half Tanzanian, my parents spoke to each other in English and then hoped for the best. So I only speak (laughs) English instead of Arabic as well. So um, air traffic control was a good fit for me that way. But the odds for me to make it were so low. And um, only 1% of the applicants that apply into an air traffic control training program worldwide make it in. And then it's a male-dominated field. So for women, it averages it down to 0.2%. So the odds for me to make it were so low. But if you're determined enough and you have people there that you need to support, um, that was the main motivating factor for me. So I came across it and I decided I don't have the chance and the opportunity and the luxury not to succeed. And that's how I got into it. And that's how I persevered and made it through. And and what did what kind of challenges did you encounter along the way? Um, I mean, it is a very stressful job. I mean, even if you Google how stressful air traffic control is, even Google doesn't sugarcoat it, <laughs> you know. Wow. And just to put it into perspective for all of you, 
Um, I'll first explain what air traffic control is with my very favorite analogy. So mm -hmm. I'm assuming all three of you are familiar with Spider-Man and mm -hmm. watched his recent movie. Um, so Spider-Man has his best friend, Ned, and he calls himself the quote-unquote guy in the chair. He watches over Spider-Man on a computer screen and he speaks to him through a headset, providing him with instructions to keep him safe. Mm. As for air traffic control, we don't speak to Spider-Man. We speak to pilots instead. We provide them with instructions to keep them safe on a frequency through a headset and we're monitoring them, at least I am, on a radar screen as I work in a radar environment. So this is what air traffic control is. Mm. And to a certain extent, you can imagine the stakes are so high because Imagine playing a video game with no game over option. Mm -hmm. And for you to understand why it is so stressful and why it is such a challenging job and not many people can do it. When a surgeon goes to work, I think we can all agree that they have a very stressful job. True. Yeah. But they impact one life at a time. Amazing. For air traffic control, we impact hundreds and thousands of lives at any given moment in time during our shift. Imagine the famous Airbus 380 that we have here. That aircraft is certified to carry 840 passengers on board, which is 840 souls on board, essentially. Mm -hmm. And that is only one aircraft. And we work with multiple in the United Arab Emirates airspace. So that is the challenge. And it's uh, that's the best way that I can put it for everybody to understand the gravity and the responsibility of the job. And that is what is challenging about air traffic yeah. control, not just for me, but for anybody around the world that pursues it, trains for it, and makes it through. Hmm. And how does it feel? Because you know, you say it's stressful. It's a lot of lives and so much responsibility. But for you, as a as an individual, to be sat there to have made it through, you know, as you pointed out, the one percent going to qualify for this role. How do you feel? How how, how proud are you uh, about <laughs> your own achievements? And how have your family been and supportive of this very stressful role? Um, definitely got the support. So I've got my three mothers, uh, and yes, plural for all three. So I've got my birth mother who, uh, you know, birthed me, guided me to be the person that I am. Her mother, my grandmother as well. Um, she really nurtured me to become the person I am as well as my auntie. So these three women guided me and pushed me to pursue my dreams, um, whatever it is that I chose to do. Mm. So I feel like they were just a massive support system for me to do that. Um, so I didn't really have any uh, backlash in, for example, working night shifts, which, you know, in some cultures would say, oh, why is the girl out of the house the entire night? Um, so it wasn't, it, wasn't an ever, it wasn't ever an issue in that sense. And um, I definitely didn't even find out about this statistic until I got into public speaking, actually. Somebody right. came to me when I did an interview and he's like, did you know only 1% of you make it? I'm like, no, that's not true. <laughs> and then... Um, uh, but I researched it because I was like, no, there's no way. So I only found out about the statistic recently and I thought to include it into my public speaking to spread awareness and just show how tough it is to get into the job. So after seven years doing this job is when I realized and I found out and I was like, oh, I am very yeah. proud. Amazing. But um, when I had come, yeah, thank you. And when I had completed my training, I didn't even realize what I had achieved because I was so tunnel visioned into provide, take care of a family, do what needs to be done. And of course, uh, being able to handle such a stressful job, you know, mm -hmm. even after I finished my training, it took me around three to six months until I got comfortable working on my own, because usually you're sat with an instructor next to you that guides you and is your safety blanket, essentially. Amazing. 
Now, Jen, I've got to touch upon this as well. You know, you work with so many pioneers and so many yeah. uh, uh, individuals with these success stories. Um, it, it's a trend over here in the UAE where people sort of, as soon as they graduate, they think government jobs, you know, uh, you know, whatever jobs is, it comes their way, they'll go for it. But how have you seen the evolution now? Because Jaina, she graduated in Sharjah, which is which is good news. And now she's moved yeah. into Abu Dhabi and she's working in air traffic control in different roles. Uh, how have you seen the evolution and, and uh, over, the, over the last few years of people pursuing different goals and really opening up their horizons a bit more than just a, a, a comfortable job right after graduation? Well, I think so many people want to do something that they're mm. passionate about, yeah. that, you know, they, they want to go to work and they want to do something that they love. And what I'm seeing as well with so many female business owners is they want to do something that puts good out into the mm. world and makes a difference. And so we've been seeing a lot of businesses like that. But one of the the biggest challenges that people face is that nobody knows how to run a business. You know, mm. even if you have gone to school and studied entrepreneurship, being taught it in a classroom is very different from doing it in reality and dealing with all of the challenges that are thrown at you during that process. So that's kind of where where we fit in and where I saw personally, I would be able to add value because I have been an entrepreneur for over 20 years and over 14 years in this country. And so being able to help people understand everything that they need to do to run a business is really important. So what we're finding is that our members who are part of Female Fusion, who are part of our membership are scaling faster. They are getting to the point that they're earning money faster. They are getting the systems, the structures, the processes right in their business. And so they're be being given that toolkit and the access to the contacts and the resources. And we also provide a number of really good discounts, for example, 45% off shipping. Um, we save, we provide them with no fees for their first 100,000 dirhams that they mm. use for a payment gateway. So they are, they're, they're really flourishing. And I'm hearing that, especially from our members who have been in our community for a while, that they're really growing as businesses and scaling, making money, winning big contracts. So that's very rewarding for us. Amazing. That's great to hear as well and great to see. Uh, lastly, as we conclude uh, mm -hmm. uh, from Jahaina, I'd like to get some early memories of uh, you know being in Sharjah and, and, and to where you are. Uh, how, how does it feel for you and, and to see that, you know, the opportunities are provided out there uh, for, for Emirati women in, in the country? Uh, well, honestly, it's, it's so good to see. Um, and definitely going from the girl that was in Sharjah, I've, reached, I've had so many people reach out to me and they're like, oh my goodness, Jahaina, like I still remember how you were in school and now, you know, you have these articles and all these uh, public speaking opportunities that you're doing. So I feel like there's, the sky isn't even the limit. If you want to go all the way to Pluto, that isn't even a plan anymore. You know, the you can do whatever it is that you want to do and reach for the stars, essentially. So um, it's just really nice to see. And I think that whatever it is that you want to do, all you have to do is research it. And, you know, you have Google at your fingertips to be able to do that. So whatever it is you're passionate about, look into it because you can pursue whatever it is. Um, and it is provided for you by the country. Um, especially being a Marathi, and they really are looking towards um, bringing more Marathi women to do different roles everywhere in every sector, and I'm evidence of that. So. 
push for whatever it is you want to do. Amazing. What about Jennifer? I would like to get your message for all the listeners out there uh, who are females about pursuing their goals in any uh, unique field. Um, I, I think again, you know, my my big view is that if you want something, mm-hmm. you can go and do it. But not only that, that you should think big. And oftentimes we are surrounded by people who will, and it, it's not that they they are trying to be negative, but they fear for you failing and will say to you, oh no, you shouldn't do that, or that's not a good idea, or you shouldn't do that. And that's one of the things that we love about female fusion is you surround yourself by women who are like, yes, go for it, you know, do it, try it. You know, failure is a part of life. Mm-hmm. It is okay to fail. It is okay to learn from those mistakes or the challenges that you have and keep moving forward because where you are today is not where you're going to be six months months from now or a year from now. All you need to do is start taking action and you will be so surprised by where you are in the months and years ahead. Amazing. Well, such a wonderful thoughts to take back from both uh, Jen and uh, Johanna as well. And Johanna, who joined us uh, after a night shift as well. So thank you very much uh, for, for being awake and taking your time out to speak to us here on the program and providing us with such valuable insights. And if you'd like to catch this discussion as a podcast, you can do so on SoundCloud and Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as YouTube and search for uh, Morning Majlis on Pulse95 Radio. And uh, once again, thank you very much, Jennifer and Johanna. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So with that, uh, Morning Majlis shall conclude as well. And we'll be back again on Monday morning, continuing the celebrations of Imarati Women's Day. Celebrating our beloved women of the UAE, it's Imarati Women's Day, only on Pulse 95. Imarati Women. Imarati Women.